The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is uh, 12.05 here on your Sunday afternoon, and uh, we are doing the show, but we're all in separate locations. Graham back at the station, of course, running the show. Savannah's home. I am home now as we sit here on a Sunday, a rainy one, but it's uh, it's going to be okay. We're ready to take your phone calls as we get into a very special edition of the Disability Law Show. You want to call us right now. We're live and ready to take them over, uh, over the course of the next hour. Always 416-870-6400 is the way to reach out by the way to savannah anytime you could do so email us help at disabilityrights.ca and for the uh, for the time being which we thought it was going to be maybe a week or two but it's going to be uh, a lot longer than that it seems covidrights.ca as well there is a wealth of information on that website for you but like i said the phone lines are open right now 416-870-6400 you have concerns with yourself with a loved one with a family member having to do with your disability your insurance maybe you have been let go from work you're not sure if you're still covered all this all this stuff going on here. Uh, two things I want to tell you off the top. Uh, Savannah Law Firm, they are wide open for business. They are rocking. The insurance companies, they have not shut down. They are still doing business as well, so have no fear. But if you do have uh, questions, feel free to call us here over the next hour. At least uh, give yourself some peace of mind and get some answers. Having said all that, brother, good to, good to have you along, even though we're, we're a distance apart. Uh, what, uh, what do you want to kick off with the week that was, I guess we could talk about, right? Absolutely, John. Well, listen, it's been a very, very busy week. In fact, it's when what, it's actually been uh, one of the busiest weeks we've had thus far because people yeah. have questions. You know, people are concerned. Uh, people are very, very anxious. Uh, you know, they're really, really feeling the weight of this virus and this pandemic. But here's the thing, and I'm a history buff, John, and I, t- I keep telling people, listen, you know, humanity has dealt with viruses before, with pandemics before, with major wars before. We're going to get through this. Okay, we have the most brilliant scientific minds in the world working on a solution to this problem, and they're going to get a solution. But in the meantime, it's important that, you know, we go on air and we explain to people that despite the fact that we have this pandemic, uh, you know, your legal rights are still your legal rights. And guess what? Insurance companies are still there. I mean, yeah. check your bank statements. You're still paying for house insurance. You're still paying for car insurance. You're still paying for all kinds of insurance. And insurance companies understand that they're going to get a lot more claims now for people who are suffering the psychological impact of this pandemic. Now, you, you start the show by saying that we are operational. We are working remotely. You're absolutely right. Our firm which has been around for years, and our, our, our focus is employment law, employment rights, uh, and disability rights uh, is fully operational. All of our people are working remotely, both in Ontario and in British Columbia, and we are here to answer your questions. And let me start off with an exchange that I had actually this morning, Saturday morning, with this lady. She's in her early 50s. Uh, she, she's been working in a, uh, in, in, in a plant. Uh, it's, it's a very physical job that she has. She's around a lot of people, and she's been working there for quite a few years. Uh, and she's always been an anxious individual. Uh, she suffered from bouts of depression, etc. And so she emailed me, and she said, listen, I, I am having a lot of difficulty with this you know, pandemic situation. I have a, a four-year-old at home, uh, and, and he's severely asthmatic. I am terrified. I, I'm... I'm 
pretty much almost paralyzed. And I said, listen, you should be going to your doctor. And if you and your doctor, especially your doctor, believes that you are incapable of going to work, if you are suffering so much psychologically such that you cannot go to work, your doctor needs to provide that in writing, that opinion. And you are there entitled to apply for short-term disability. You know, many employers provide disability programs, health benefits. You know, it's not just chiropractic, massage, and physio. You also often have access to short-term and long-term disability. And so I told her, you should be applying. And I think, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, John, unfortunately, are going to have to go that route. They're going to suffer, you know, the tremendous weight of this pandemic, and it's going to affect their psyche to such an extent that they're going to have to apply for disability. And uh, and that's what I told her. And, you know, she was very relieved. I also answered a few employment questions, even though that's Lior's domain. Uh, but I, I encourage people to go to that website that you had mentioned, covidrights.ca. We put a wealth of accurate information, and it's in real time. We keep updating it with respect to what the government is providing by way of benefits, as well as what, you know, employees are entitled to, you know, what their rights are uh, and, and what their rights are with respect to disability as well. I do expect, I hope that's not the case, but I do expect insurance companies uh, to do what they always do, which is deny legitimate claims. Uh, but we are ready to enforce those rights and to help people deal with insurance companies day in and day out. You know, it's funny. I have a family member who uh, works in the police service, so he's a essential service. Not a cop, but he works in the service. And he's, you know, talking to him last night, he's not sick. He isn't test positive. Nobody around him is. But as you say, I mean, he, he comes home and he goes, I don't know if I got a headache. I don't know if I got a cough. I think it's right. all in my head because I'm the anxiety suffering from being on transit every day, going to work every day. And he's, you know, he's, he's, he's a mature man. He's, he's been around. He's, you know, born in Morocco. He's, he's, he's lived a life, man. But something like this has just got him so wound up. I can see exactly what you're saying. Absolutely. And you're going to see more and more of this. And listen, there's some people who are going to become disabled physically uh, from mm-hmm. from this virus. I mean, I, I don't know to what extent. I'm not a doctor, yeah. but I can see the psychological effects of this pandemic and also the way society is treating it and isolation, you know, and this is not going to help individuals out there uh, who are already suffering from depression and anxiety uh, and f- various phobias. You know, I can sure. see people developing agoraphobia, which which is the fear of going uh, in crowded places to malls and places like that. And and again, the important thing to understand is that if you have coverage through work or if you've purchased disability insurance privately, which many people do, if you are disabled, I want to emphasize that if you are disabled and your doctors confirm it physically, psychologically, or a mixture of the two, you should be entitled to get disability payments. Okay, gotcha. very, very important. And if you are denied, you should be contacting us. We can assess your claim and we'll tell you, do we think you should be getting paid or not? And if we think you should be, we'll tell you how to go about enforcing those rights with insurance companies. We'll take a uh, quick break here. We'll get to your phone calls again, 416-870-6400. You're, uh, you're panicking. You have uh, c- concerns about uh, your well-being, your disability, and your insurance company. Call us over the next hour. We will answer them. In the meantime, disabilityrights.ca and covidrights.ca, good website as well. We'll return after the break. Uh, very shortly, stick around. Disability Law Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. 
And welcome uh, once again to the show. If you're just joining us, yeah, we are here till uh, just before 1 o'clock. It is 12.15. Lots of time for you to uh, throw a phone call our way, 416-870-6400. Live, of course, Savannah's home. I am home. We are uh, practicing the physical slash social, uh, social distances is what we're doing by miles and miles. So we hope you are doing the same as you should be for the uh, the next little while anyway. CovidRights.ca is a good website you uh, you want to check out anytime. You can also send us an email here, help at disabilityrights.ca. And as mentioned, 416-870-6400. The phone lines here at the station are open and we're ready for your calls. You have concerns about your disability coverage or whether you are, how this uh, pandemic is affecting it. Are, is the insurance company still around to take your phone calls? You bet they are. And uh, we confirmed that in the uh, in the first segment, Savannah. But want to get to this. And um, you sent me these. And I find these really interesting. And people are going to want to stick around for this. And that is three things you need to know about your LTD rights during the pandemic, right? Absolutely. That's right. First one is this. Insurance companies, as we said, are still here. They're still responsible to pay you if you're disabled from working. Tell me about it. Well, one of the first things that happened a few weeks ago when the pandemic really hit hard uh, here in Ontario is that we started getting notifications from insurance companies, you know, the the same insurance companies we deal with on all of our claims, uh, all the big ones, and and they all contacted us just like they contacted every other office like mine that deals with long-term disability, and they said, if you need to start a claim on behalf of your claimant, here's where you do it, here's where you serve it on us, meaning that they were telling us they are in business, okay? And, And... You know, they did that because, well, they have an obligation to continue to respond to claims. These insurance companies are not going anywhere. These are Mm -hmm. billion-dollar entities. They all have remote work capabilities. And so it's really important to understand that if you are denied long-term disability, and like I said on the first segment, I think we're going to see more and more claims being put through by individuals who are suffering the psychological effects, the debilitating psychological uh, uh, effects of COVID-19 and self-isolation, social distancing, etc. So it's important to understand that you do have access to long-term disability if you have it through work or if you purchased uh, a policy. Now, let's go back to basics, John. Short-term disability, which is what you apply for initially uh, if you're disabled from working, generally pays anywhere from 80% to 100% of your pre-disability income, depending on your policy. Incidentally, some of these short-term disability policies are actually uh, managed and paid for by the employer, especially if you're dealing with a large employer. Long-term disability policies, for the most part, pay anywhere between 60 and 70% of your income. And so you can just imagine that if you have individuals out there who are applying for uh, EI, for example, if they've been temporarily uh, let go, uh, you know, EI doesn't really pay that much for, for many individuals out there. Many individuals may feel that that's just, you know, a fraction of what they were earning before. Well, guess what? If you're disabled from working and you apply for disability, you're probably going to get paid a lot more from the insurance company. Now, I want to make it clear. If you're not disabled, you should not apply for e, for, for disability, obviously, right? It's only if you are disabled psychologically, physically, or because of a mixture of the two. So back to your first point, insurance companies are all around. They're all, uh, they're very responsive. And, you know, interestingly enough, what we have found over the last few weeks, this is actually quite curious, uh, throughout our offices uh, in Ontario and in British Columbia, individuals contacting us after they've been denied or cut off long-term disability, we mm-hmm. get involved. And very soon after, the insurance companies, in many instances, are backing off, meaning that they're, Uh, writing to us saying we made a mistake we're going to put the person back on claim 
which is phenomenal. It's a great result. It's just too bad that we had to get involved to help the individual, yeah. right? But my point is, insurance companies, if they deny your long-term disability claim, if they cut you off, don't assume that they are correct. As far as I'm concerned, and based on my experience, so this is anecdotal, but in conjunction with discussion with a lot of individuals who are practicing in this area of law, insurance companies often play a numbers game, right? For mm -hmm. every X amount of people they cut off or deny claims for, uh, most people, a vast majority, will simply walk away. And so the insurance company gets to make a lot of money off of claims that they should not be denying. So, John, anyways, that's the first, uh, the first point I wanted to make, that insurance companies are there, they're, they're still in operation, and they're responding to claims. Going to get on to the other ones in just a bit here. You want to call through, ask a question. We are here live till just before 1 o'clock. As, uh, as I mentioned, 416-870-6400. Don't be bashful. Bring your questions out if it's for you or for a family member or a, a colleague. No problem. Bring them on. We're here to answer them. Disability Law Show on Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And uh, yeah, we're back at D1223 here, Disability Law Show. Savannah, ready to take your calls, 416 870 6400. And a, a lovely Sunday afternoon. Everybody at this point is uh, probably just sitting around the radio tired because as, uh, as I saw someone put up on uh, Instagram the other day, it was, you know, wow, what a year this week has been. And that's uh, just the way you describe it, man. Everybody's just at wit's end with all this stuff. But if you have questions about uh, your disability and uh, having to do with your insurance company, you just want to ask Savannah a question, do it. We're live here till, till 1 o'clock. In the meantime, discussing the three things you need to know about your LTD rights during this pandemic. Number two, and uh, you mentioned this as well, you started to get into it, and that is if you are disabled from working because of the physical or psychological effects of COVID-19, you should, should apply for disability. Absolutely. Nobody's going to put a gun to your head, but you should. And again, I want to make sure people understand this applies to psychological, the psychological effects of COVID-19 as well. Okay. If you have anxiety, phobias, depression, anything like that, again, don't make it up. But if you are disabled from working because of a physical reason or a psychological reason or a mix of the two, you should apply and you should get it. You should be paid LTD. And if you're not, you should be contacting us so we can help. Number three, if uh, you can't get treatments because your doctor or clinic, for that matter, is dealing with uh, matters of the coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic, you should not, you should not be cut off LTD, correct? Absolutely. And in fact, no. uh, John, I'm actually looking at uh, the global website right now. There's an article that came out just a few days ago, uh, and the, the uh, title of the article is Physiotherapists are turning to virtual visits, but insurance can be a pain in the neck. And this <sighs> brings me to my point here, which is that... Yeah. Insurance companies often deny or cut off individuals off of long-term disability because they say that the person is non-compliant with the prescribed treatments. And what they mean by that is that you're not following the treatments your doctors or whoever has prescribed them to you uh, have told you to do. Uh, now, the problem obviously is that many clinics are either closed right now or they're inundated with individuals seeking right. help for diagnosis or treatments. Uh, and, uh, you know, even my physi physiotherapist, I, I have one for my arm because I lift a lot of weights, uh, he's closed down right now, you know. So if I was prescribed the treatments for my arm, well, technically I'm non compliant, but it's not my fault. But right. I can see insurance companies 
companies taking the ludicrous position uh, that because you are not getting those treatments now, that you are in non-compliance. I hope that's not going to be the case. I think that uh, they'll get roasted by the courts if they try to take that position, but I can see them doing that. Uh, but interestingly, with this article that I'm just referencing, that article talks about the fact that some insurance companies are refusing to cover physiotherapy treatments that are done virtually and and other insurance companies are okay with it so you know this you know is this something that you know are, are we seeing sort of a preview of what's to come with insurance companies denying claims on the basis of individuals unable to get treatments i yeah. really really hope not but i will tell you this if you are denied again uh, uh, LTD or, or short-term disability on the basis of non-compliance and you have a good reason for it then you should not just take it you should not walk away you should fight back that's my point okay insurance companies should not use this uh, uh, emergency right now that we're all experiencing that we're all in to deny people legitimate claims I hope they won't I, ho I hope they'll step up I mean, for years, they've collected billions of dollars of premiums from everyone here, from all of us, from me, from you, John, from everyone. I hope they will step up and do the right thing and not cut people off, especially during this difficult time. And you want to uh, call through, ask a question, do so, 416-870-6400. We are live here just about uh, 1 o'clock on the show on this uh, on this Sunday. I want to get to an email. We'll, uh, we'll get into this and uh, at least get to most of it before we uh, we take a small break. Greg writes in, says, Savannah, my wife was on long-term disability up until a couple months ago for severe depression and migraines. Uh, she was getting better and was about to start a return-to-work program when the coronavirus hit, and she spiraled back to square one, and her doctor says that she should not not go back to work at this point. Her insurance adjuster insists that she must try despite what her doctors are saying. We've heard this story before. And uh, I want to know what her options are. Well, Greg, thank you, first of all, for the question. The answer is really simple. Uh, your wife should absolutely no, not go back to work if she's unable to go back to work. And what she needs to do is get confirmation from her doctor. And I'm not talking about a simple note on a napkin. I'm talking about the doctor writing, whether it's by way of an email or, or something uh, um, like that, uh, something substantive that explains to the adjuster or to the insurance company why your wife is unable at this point in time to get back to work. And if the insurance company or the adjuster here uh, proceeds to pressure her to go back meaning to say that if you don't go back we're gonna cut you off payments trust me when I tell you that we can fight back and fight back hard you know one of the things that we talk about sometimes here John is uh, the, the treatment by insurance companies towards their claimants insurance companies have a duty of good faith to treat their insureds in, in a correct way in a proper way not in bad faith and, and why that's important is because when we start legal claims against insurance companies, in many instances, some of the behaviors are so atrocious that we claim for punitive damages, which is damages to the individual above and beyond what the policy provides. So we're not just going after the disability payments the person is owed, we're going for further damages, punishment against the insurance company. And insurance companies understand that they have exposure in some instances. It's not easy to get punitive damages in Canada. But the point being that insurance companies should not have a free hand to do whatever they want. In this case, uh, Greg, I can tell you right now that if your wife provides that letter to the adjuster and the adjuster refuses to keep her on claim, I can get involved and frankly resolve this uh, uh, pretty quickly, I think, especially if we escalate this up the chain of command there at the insurance company. It is uh, 1229. You want to call through, ask a question, do so. This is the hour to do it. Uh, give yourself some 
some peace of mind. 416-870-6400 is the way to that. Savannah's here till the uh, remainder of the show to answer those questions. You want to go to covidrights.ca. That is a, a new website. There's a wealth of information for you there as well. And to send an email along just like Greg, you could do that. That is help at disabilityrights.ca. In that regard, uh, Norm, we'll get to your email next. That and your phone calls. Disability Law Show, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It sure is at uh, 1232-416-870-6400. You have questions about your disability, what your rights are, dealing with your insurance company, or where to go if you've uh, got a denial or you're thinking, man, this pandemic could end my coverage, and I think the uh, the insurance company's sneaking up on me with a denial, something like that. Give us a call. The, uh, the phone line's open, 416-870-6400, and uh, a website called covidrights.ca put together by Savannah and his crew. You can check that out anytime and call them if you're a little Bashful want to talk off air. It's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That is toll free. Of course, want to move down to a Norm's email. Norm has promised. Here you go. Says uh, hi, Savannah. I'm a clinical psychologist and have been in practice for over twenty years. I'm already seeing a significant increase of individuals being referred to me because of the psychological toll of COVID virus uh, has had on individuals. My concern is that disability insurers will refuse to help and pay people who are waiting in queue for an appointment to see me and my colleagues. Do you have any advice in this regard, as well as with respect to any information insurers may be asking from me and my colleagues regarding our own patients? Wow. Yeah, uh, Norm, thanks for the questions, uh, and thank you for everything you're doing right now, you and your colleagues. With regard to the first question, uh, I mean, I don't really have any advice with respect to what are you going to do with people in queue. I just hope that individuals, even the ones that are waiting to get psychological treatments, at the very least get some support from their family doctors, their primary care physicians, who can explain why it is that they are disabled from working and provide that uh, as an initial medical opinion to the insurance company. And insurance companies should be reasonable, again, in how they view you know, the lack of specialist support because of these cues. Uh, and again, I tell people that if your doctor, even your family doctor, uh, is, tell, is explaining uh, to the insurance company by way of a letter or a report that you're unable to work because of a disability, be it psychological or physical, the insurance company should honor that and should put you on disability at least until you are better. Now, in terms of what information the insurance companies may be asking for you and what you and your colleagues should be providing, uh, what I generally tell, and I speak with a lot of, of treatment providers, not just psychologists, psychiatrists, orthopedic surgeons, chronic pain specialists, family doctors, I tell them, look, uh, first of all, you have to be obviously very truthful. I mean, that goes without saying. You have to explain uh, not only uh, to simply state that the individual is disabled, but provide context. What is the nature of the disability? What is the diagnosis? What are the treatments? Uh, what is the prognosis? What are the functional impairments? In other words, uh, this individual is suffering from X and Y. Why is that preventing that person from doing their work? Uh, and that's really, really important because, you know, if you don't provide that, if all you do is give the insurance company a one-liner saying this person can't work, then, you know, the insurance company can't make a proper assessment, uh, you know, as to whether or not the person is disabled. So they do need information. And I find, John, that the vast majority of 
treatment providers, psychologists, family doctors, etc., uh, etc. They do provide enough information. Unfortunately, insurance companies, uh, in many instances, fail to act on that. Uh, they question the doctor's opinions. Sometimes they'll bring in their own in-house medical consultants to rebut right. uh, what some of these treatment providers are saying. And you know, this is when we get involved and we push back. Because if the person is in fact disabled, that person should be on disability, period. 416-870-6400. We'll try to get to your call here in between some of the emails that are uh, that are piling up. COVIDrights.ca is a uh, good way to go as well. I want to move down to Sandra here as we're getting a call uh, lined up. Sandra says, my best friend has severe bouts of asthma, and he is terrified of the coronavirus. He works in construction, and they have had several projects on the go right now. He's been almost paralyzed with fear and anxiety, and his doctor just referred him to see a psychologist. I'm wondering if he can apply for disability if the psychologist says that he can't work. Absolutely, Sandra. Absolutely. And thank you very, very much, by the way, for waiting on behalf of your, of your best friend here. Uh, and, John, I do want to tell people out there, you know, a lot of listeners, it's not themselves that need this help and information. It's a colleague. It's a family member. It's a friend. It's someone else. So if you know someone who, you know, may need this information, please direct them uh, to the show or to the website that you had mentioned, covidrights.ca. It's just a wealth of information mm-hmm. for employees struggling with work, whether it's employment-related, employment issues-related, or disability-related. Now, Sandra, uh, here's the thing, and, and this, this touches on Norm's email from before, the psychologist. If your best friend has gone to her family doctor and, uh, and, and you know, the family doctor says that, uh, that uh, your friend is unable to work because of these conditions, your friend should be applying for disability if, if your friend has, in fact, access to disability. I mean, it's, it's that simple. Now, uh, as Norm had put it, there are, there are cues now, right? I mean, there's a lot of people now who are going to be suffering the effects of COVID. So it's important to understand mm-hmm. that you still have that obligation. You can't say, well, you know, the lineup is five months now for me to see a psychologist, so therefore I'm not going to make that appointment. You need to have that appointment. Make Schedule that appointment uh, because, frankly, it's good for you. I mean, there, there's a health benefit here. You're, if your family doctor says you need to see a, a, a psychologist, there is a reason for that. Uh, and number two, you want to show the insurance company that you're doing everything you can to mitigate, that you are scheduling the appointment, and in the meantime, apply for disability. And again, if you get denied, contact us, and we'll tell you what you need to do. And I, I want to stress this, John, as well, because we do get these questions a lot, uh, this particular question. Uh, does it cost anything to speak with us? No. It right. costs nothing. In fact, I think I'm on my phone several hours a day uh, just answering people's questions from across the province in Ontario and B.C., Want to take a quick call here before we get to uh, to a break. Hi, Sandy. Uh, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. Yourself? We're good. Uh, what's uh, what's your question? Savannah's here. Um, I have just I'm a salaried employee, and I've just been told that my hours have been cut in half, and I have to use. So I'm working two and a half um, days a week, and then two and a half days I have to use my vacation pay. After I am good till the end of April. After April, what are my options? Well, Sandy, so uh, let me start by saying that I am not the employment lawyer. It's my partner, Lior, uh, and, and in fact, his show is right after mine, and he'll answer all the employment-related questions. Uh, I'll take a stab at it, though. I, I yep. would think that, uh, you know, based on what I know about employment law from Lior, it, 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 is that uh, if 
the the uh, contract of employment, your hours are changed in any way that's that are drastic. If your place of employment somehow you know things change in a way that are are fairly drastic, then that change could be construed as a constructive dismissal, and that yep. means you may be entitled to severance. Now, of course, we're dealing now with an unprecedented situation, so there may be other types of of issues that may arise from that. But that's a legitimate question, and, and John, we, we do hear from a lot of individuals who are either temporarily laid off and have questions about that, or are told right. you have to use the vacation, what happens when I don't have any more vacation. Again, those are questions that, you know, it, it, first of all, you can go to that website that I mentioned, covidrights.ca, because Lior actually authored uh, a good chunk of that. And number two, uh, stay tuned for the next hour, and feel free to contact Lior either on air or off air, and he'll be able to answer all your employment-related questions. I mean, that guy is literally one of the best employment lawyers in this province. Yeah, Sandy, appreciate that call, and uh, Savan's exactly right. We'll do the Employment Law Show right after this. I'll be uh, not moving from my chair. And wanted to mention, Savan, of course, you and Lior, if it wasn't obvious from your comments, you guys handle both because there's so much interplay between employment rights and disability rights. So we want to make sure, Sandy, you got uh, we got you covered in that regard as well. Steve, I see your call there. We'll get to you, and there is time for your calls as well. 416-870-6400. Employment, uh, pardon me, see, I just about said it. Disability Law Show right here on Global News radio you are listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of global news radio 640 toronto you sure are 416-870-6400 is the way to uh call through for the remaining time we're here before uh, one o'clock it is 12 42 we'll get back to your emails as well but uh phone calls and our listeners always top priority steve thanks for uh thanks for calling in and thanks for hanging on how are you good thanks how are you guys no we're uh, we're hanging in there brother what uh, what's your concern today so my wife um just uh went on stress leave um just she's all mm-hmm. freaked out obviously about what's going on so she does not have disability um, through her work uh, as part of her benefits. So she was advised that, so her doctor wrote her a, a two-week note, and um, her employer told her that she, they would use uh, the available sick days that she has, and then she'd have to apply to EI. I just want to make sure that that's what they're telling her is, is correct. Hi, Steve. So uh, this is, uh, again, very good question. And in fact, we get a lot of these uh, kinds of questions. And uh, I, I will again say that uh, my partner, Lior, uh, will be here the next hour and we'll talk about all employment-related issues. Uh, my understanding is that if, in fact, she's disabled from working and she does not have access to short-term or long-term disability, then yes, she can apply to EI, uh, EI sick benefits. And, uh, you know, of course, her job must be protected during this time. Uh, but, you know, if she doesn't have access to an actual policy, uh, then unfortunately she can't apply for that policy. You know, it's important to understand that short-term and long-term disability other than EI uh, has to be rooted in an actual insurance policy. And, and John, uh, many people actually are not even aware that they have access to short-term and long-term disability mm-hmm. policies. Right. The other thing that people are not aware of is that when they are temporarily let go, their benefits must continue during that period of time. So that means that if you are, if you become disabled, again, psychologically, physically, or both, uh, during your temporary layoff, 
while you still have benefits and while you still have LTD and STD coverage and you become disabled during that time, then you can apply for those plans. And uh, again, if you're denied, we can help you with that. But you do have access. And the reason I say it is because some individuals that have contacted me before uh, in, in these past two weeks do tell me that uh, they are disabled from working or their loved ones are disabled from working and they've applied for EI sick benefits, yep. uh, not understanding that they do still have access to short-term and long-term disability because, again, if you're temporarily laid off, your benefits must continue during that period of time. Tell me a little more. I know I just kind of alluded to it with, uh, with Sandy's call there, the interplay between um, employment law and disability law and the way that works. There's lots of it, right? Oh, tons, tons. And, and you know, most people don't actually really understand. In fact, most lawyers don't understand. You know, you can go right. to an employment lawyer that has no clue anything to do with long-term disability, and they'll get you the best severance in the world from your employer, but mm -hmm. you're on disability, and what you don't know, uh, and this comes as a big surprise for some people, is that when you get that severance, if you are also receiving long-term disability at the same time, your insurance company may be entitled to, cr to a credit for that full right. severance, which means you see nothing from that severance. So it's really important to understand that there is an interplay. A and I've seen other situations, again, where somebody negotiates or they have an employment lawyer that does not have any knowledge of disability law, and that person uh, negotiates the severance for the employee, and the employee then, in exchange for the severance, signs a release, uh, that form that says that they can't take any legal action against mm -hmm. the employer. Right. And the employment lawyer uh, is not attuned to the disability portions of the release and doesn't realize that the individual just signed a release, not just with respect to the employer, but with respect to any disability claims that that person may have against the insurance company. So again, very important to understand that if you are dealing with a disability slash employment issue, you need a lawyer or a team of lawyers that understand both sides because they do affect each other. You don't want to be in a situation where you know, you're getting the severance from one side and then the insurance company takes all of it and you're left with nothing. So what is the, uh, to be timely, what is the vaccine against that? What do you know as a disability lawyer to, to remedy that problem if, if the well, if insurance company is going to take credit? Right. Right. Well, there's a variety of things. First of all, we, we look at the disability policy itself to look at the provisions and to see what credit they're entitled to. Uh, okay. I will tell you this, and this is something that I think Lior speaks about as well quite often. If you are on disability, uh, you should not be, I mean, the employer is not allowed to lay you off or, 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 or to fire you. That's that's illegal. That's a breach of a human rights code. And now with uh, new legislation that is in place because of COVID, uh, employers, you know, even though they're in a tough spot, listen, we're an employer as well. Uh, we understand there's restrictions there, but employees are entitled to be protected, especially during this time. So one of the things that we do when we're dealing with uh, a, a, an individual who was let go from their job while they're disabled, uh, we structured the settlement with the employer in such a way uh, that uh, th there are portions of it that the insurance company is not entitled to touch. Generally, those are those are called uh, general damages or they're called human rights damages. You know, there's different ways of doing it, and this is all legit. This is there's nothing there's nothing illegal here. It's just that you have right. to be attuned to it as a lawyer that focuses on both disability law and employment law. Again. If, if the lawyer doesn't understand both sides of the coin, then the person who's going to end up suffering is the individual who's both disabled and now has no job.
Right, right. Uh, MyDisabilityQuestions.com. Give me, uh, just before we go to break here and move on to another email or a phone call, give me some details about uh, MyDisabilityQuestions.com as well. So that's a website that uh, we had created years ago. If you go on it, uh, you'll see there are thousands and thousands of questions that I have answered personally. Uh, and it's about uh, long-term disability, short-term disability. Uh, and, you know, you basically go on the website. You can either search uh, for different questions and answers mm-hmm. that I've given. Or if you have your own question, uh, then you can just put it in there, and uh, I will answer it literally within minutes. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. Uh, you will not be identified. I mean, you can use a pseudo name. The point is, it's accurate information. It's coming from me. And if I don't know the answer, if you're asking me an employment-related question, well, guess what? Mm. I'm going to flip it to Lior, and he's going to answer it. So either way, this information, this kind of information that lawyers have historically charged hundreds and thousands of dollars for, we are giving it for free for a reason. People nice. need to be informed. People need to understand. And, you know, we want to tell people, don't go to Dr. Google. Don't, don't try and Google no. these, these questions. You're going to get false information. And, frankly, most of the information you're going to get is from the states anyways, where the laws are, are very, very different. Good call. We'll take a, a short break in that regard. You have uh, still some time here to lay a phone call across, ask some questions, 416-870-6400. Email is help at disabilityrights.ca. And to call the guys anytime off air if you want to do it privately, no problem, 1-855-821-5900. Toll-free number right there. The Disability Law Show right here, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Getting out of our last few minutes here at 12.53. We'll uh, get over to the phones and uh, see uh, see what's happening. Frank, thanks for hanging on. Good afternoon. How are you? Not bad. Yourself? Good, sir. What's uh, what's on your mind? So my question is, um, a company that's dead set on uh, terminating an employee due to frustration of contract, um, the COVID-19 inhibit that, delay it? Does it help either side? Or I'd like to know what Lior thinks for that matter. Well, Frank, uh, you're in luck because Lior is coming up uh, on the next hour, and, and he will certainly speak to that. And, and in fact, uh, many questions about employment law and frustration of contract, and people are reading about this all over the place, uh, mm-hmm. can actually be found on that website that we had mentioned, covidrights.ca. Uh, okay. That website contains uh, answers to, to exactly that kind of a question, other questions. Uh, so, so, Frank, by all means, you can go to that website, uh, or you can actually just call your directly or on the show next uh, next hour and he'll answer every employment law question you have okay. in relation to covid uh, and otherwise yeah i wasn't sure if that would be on the website because it's such an anomaly a unique situation that you know get a mm-hmm. contract and uh I, I suspect now i'm not sure the optics don't look good i guess overall to, to try to release someone due to frustration of contract but no frank you're absolutely correct and and in fact that website that uh covidrights.ca it's a website we we recently created uh you know all of the lawyers at our firm together and it's being updated in real time and it answers exactly those those kinds of questions It, it deals with both employment related issues in relation to COVID, uh, the coronavirus uh, pandemic, as well as disability-related yeah. questions. So by all means, go to it and feel free again, 
tune in next hour, you will hear Lior on this show live taking questions about these kinds of issues. The, the, John, this issue of frustration of contract, yeah. that's number one now, uh, the number one question that we are being asked both by employees and employers. So yeah. absolutely tune in and, and go to that website, covidrights.ca. You'll get all your answers. Let's get to Josh's email here. Josh says, uh, Savannah, my best friend, just got a denial letter in the mail from his long-term disability insurer that said they don't consider him, quote-unquote, totally disabled. I don't get it. He's been off work for over eight months now because of severe depression and hallucinations. He has PTSD from being a victim of a robbery last year. His doctors uh, have all said that he's unable to work and he takes a lot of medications. Is there anything you can do to help? Yes, absolutely, Josh. Uh, so, for, again, first of all, thank you for writing to us on behalf of your friend. Look, this term, totally disabled, it's in LTD policies, but it, it's an invented term. You know, when you say total disability, what comes to mind to an average person is, you know, being in a coma, being brain dead, yeah, you know, right. being, you know, complete, no limbs. You know, that's not what that means under a standard long-term disability contract. For the first two years to get on LTD, you have to demonstrate medically with support of your doctors that you cannot do uh, the substantive functions of your job, your own occupation. It's called the own occupation test, okay? Mm -hmm. Not that you are disabled in a way that you can't go outside, can't drive. No, it's none of that, okay? It's that you cannot do your own occupation beyond the two-year mark. Again, generally in most LTD policies, the test changes. Total disability then becomes... Uh, that you cannot perform the substantial aspects of any occupation for which you're suited for by training, education, or experience. Okay, again, does not require you to be in a coma. Does not require you to be, you know, fully paralyzed. It does not. So, so Josh, as long as your friend has a doctor or doctors treating him uh, who can say your friend is disabled there's you know he's got PTSD from this robbery and he's still unable to do anything or still unable to sorry to to do his occupation he should get LTD he should not be cut off so that's very very important to understand uh, that uh, uh, totally disabled does not mean what many insurance companies uh, want you to think that it, it, it means it does not mean that you are completely and utterly disabled it just means that you're disabled from performing uh, your own occupation or beyond two years, any occupation. And your friend should be contacting us. We can help your friend with this. I don't think it's going to take a long time to resolve. In fact, I'm, I'm certain that, that we, we, we can get him on LTD fairly quickly. Let's try to slide in a, a final phone call here. Last couple minutes. Hassan, how are you? Thank you for hanging on. Good afternoon. Hi, how are you? Good. What's, uh, what's your question? Yeah, my question is like I um, I'm I, I'm uh, 63 years old, right? And I was I was on a sickness benefit till uh, last year November is uh, is run out and uh, for 15 weeks, and uh, also and then after that I apply for my CPP disability uh, benefit, and I'm filed everything, uh, and I'm still waiting. And still, and now my question is. Can I um, uh, extend my sickness benefit till I uh, uh, the process my uh, CPP disability? Where do I stand in that situation here? Because I need money. I need to feel I pay my rent and everything. Mm -hmm. right. Hassan, my understanding is that with EI sick benefits, you do have them for a certain period of time. Uh, and with CPP yeah. disability, I'm not sure how long have you have, have you been waiting for an answer? Uh, since January. Okay, and you followed up with them? What have they said? No, I did not follow up with them. They asked me all the paper from my doctor. And, I, and I actually, I was injured at work from uh, 
uh, uh, my first employer. I, I cannot go back to work due to my disability, right. my injury. Mm-hmm. And also now, um, uh, 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 I, um, my doctor sent everything. My, my doctor is in my favor. And all the information has been sent. Right. Now I'm still waiting. And as it's, they asked me on my own to fill up the form on my own. And I sent that already. And uh, right. I'm still waiting. And now I'm, I'm just asking if I can, right. if, what, what do I say? What, what should I do? Okay. So, Hassan, I think what you should do, if this was a work-related injury, you should be applying for workers' compensation. If you do get denied, that's not our area of expertise, but uh, I actually know uh, a few people here uh, in the GTA that specialize in workers' compensation. I can direct uh, you to them, and, and they should be able to help you. But I understand your predicament. John, we get these kinds of questions and many others. Uh, yeah. Again, if you have questions about disability, go to mydisabilityquestions.com or just contact me directly and I'll do my best to either help you uh, just really quickly through email or uh, to direct you to the right places where you can get the answers you need. Done for another day. Reaching out, as Savant says, 1-855-821-5900, disabilityrights.ca, or check out covidrights.ca. We'll catch you next time right here on Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.